What the fuck did I do? Huh? I hit a mute button somewhere. Oh shit. Oh. What happened? You muted him. Ah uh, no! Him. I got you. What happened? Muda! Ah, uh, no. Oh, what the fuck? This what? Is, this is not good. <laughs> this one is not a good one. Heaven is going wrong. This is not a good noise. But you can't hear me? And no, no, no. We can what? hear you, but now we hear ourselves. I, it's like I'm outside of my own body hearing my own voice from from across the hall. Stan, do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. You still you still hear yourselves? That's so weird. Yeah, hold on, I'm trying to fix that. I sense anger in you. <laughs> Much. Unlimited power. Anger. <laughs> I will call you Vader. Alright, <laughs> uh, hold on. Rise, oh, Lord okay. Vader. I'm glad that we're recording right now so I could put Stan's impression into the cold open. <laughs> Vader. Okay. Okay, hold right. on. It's normal now. But, alright, that's all right, it's good. That's what I was trying to do. We done, boys. We back. Arise, Ozaru. Lord <laughs> <laughs> <Blood> Piccolo. <laughs> I detect the cold open. <laughs> Thousands of years ago, there was something called primordial orbs, also known as dragon balls. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> Let's start this stupid show. The best, best cold open ever. Best voiceover ever. Way better than the voiceover crawl at the beginning of this god awful movie that Stan, you and I saw for the first time. And Andy, you had the pleasure of seeing it in movie theaters, like in like that, seven that, years ago. That was no pleasure. <laughs> Did you go into that like with with your hopes and dreams? When I walked out, there was no Andy. There was only <laughs> Zool. <laughs> there, there will forever be two points in your life before DBE <laughs> and after DBE. You know, it sucked because back then, um, my friend he wanted to go see it, and I was like, I kind of want to go see it too. Like, I know it's gonna be shitty. But I'll pay for your ticket too. Now I want that money back. Yeah, I, I want that money back from from renting it on Amazon Prime Video. I mean, I got the HD version for like three ninety nine, and I, I'm convinced that if it got the SD version, there was absolutely no difference in quality. No, no, not at all. The shit, not shit. at all. <laughs> so I guess we should explain what what we're doing. <laughs> so we're big fans of the the McElroy brothers, and we're commandeering their idea. Uh, into our SMP slash Dragon Chat crossover holiday special sign off end of the year episode. So the Macro Brothers they do a great show every Thanksgiving. It's called Till Death Do Us Blart. So they teamed up with the brilliant co-hosts uh, from the podcast, the worst idea ever or the worst idea of all time. I'm sorry, 
every year on Thanksgiving, they rewatch the travesty of a movie that is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 every year. And for the rest of the for rest of life immemorial, they will watch this movie and commentate on it and make a podcast. Why Mall Cop 2? Why not? Why not? Because it's such a <laughs> terrible movie. <laughs> I've, n- I've never seen it, but... All uh, right. So, we decided to base our holiday special this year on finally watching, well, me and Chris's uh, part of this, is that finally getting to watch Dragon Ball Evolution, since we're all See- big fans of Dragon Ball, and... It's, it's it's gone too long since we've seen the best movie in the series, and finally here we are, ready to review Dragon Ball Evolution. See the problem with this, like I didn't have a problem watching it, but now that I've wasted double the time watching this, I feel like this director, writer, someone from who did DBE owes me something. Well, wait. <laughs> Andy, use that hate. Use that hate and unload it in this amazing episode because this is going to be happening every single year now. No, you know what I want? Just as shitty as a sequel. Um, so, no, but I, I think you're not grasping the situation that we've ensnared you here, Andy. Uh, we're planning to watch this every year as our holiday special from now. Until eternity? Until time immemorial. God, this movie has fucked me. <laughs> This movie has fucked us all. It will continue to fuck me for all of eternity. (laughs) If one of us dies and we can't find the Dragon Balls to wishes us back to life, we have to have like some sort of living will to name the successor to take our place on the podcast. And they, you get to give the gift. By the grace of God, Chris, by the grace of God, if you are Stan Parrish before me, I will find those fucking (laughs) Dragon Balls and bring you fuckers back to life. And force us to there watch. There is no way in hell and on this burning fucking earth that I will not let you guys rewatch this over and over with me. Stay, maybe just we should so test those Dragon know. Balls that I gave you just to see if they work because yeah. that's a good insurance plan. Yeah, I lucked out because I got it for six bucks on Blu-ray on Amazon. And not only do I have the movie, but now I have all the special features. Uh, oh god oh god okay is it still on sale because i might have to get it because i think a special feature will be great content for episode two oh man Uh, yes (laughs) yeah but i don't want to spoil anything for next year's episode but there there is a training martial arts video on there uh and a tutorial how to of how to throw a kamehameha (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> guys i'm just saying i'm i'm my name is andy and i'm a professional kamehameha thrower since <laughs> fucking early 90s or late 90s I, I i have a certificate that certifies me as a professional and kamehameha throwing i went to i went to college and for a degree in, in key blasting and uh a phd and charging up so I'm a professional. I actually perfected the uh, special beam cannon as a child. <laughs> that was my go-to. You know, the, the uh, two fingers on the forehead. I was really into that. And I thought that was way cool before the instant transmission. And everyone in high school were doing the instant. Nah, take kicking old school with that special beam cannon. I attempted a uh, spirit bomb once, and mm-hmm. uh, it blew up mm-hmm. in my face. So mm-hmm. never again. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
You know, I tried doing the Gallic gun. I just gave myself a cramp and a yeah, bad. Yeah, the, the problem bad. with the Gallic gun is like I don't think anybody knows how to hold their hands for that shit because it's like it's got like a, I think you're supposed to make a G with you can it, make it inverted, like an inverted know, like G, fucking yin and yang with your hands. And you have to be a contortionist, and like you have to twist your body like an S shaped motion. It's kind and, of uh, it's kind of as elaborate, but not as elaborate. It's like almost elaborate as. Doing a jutsu in Naruto? Mm, with the hand seals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the real reason why there was never a sequel to Dragon Ball Evolution. They just couldn't find someone to get that hand that hand motion down for the Gallic Gun. It's just like, I don't even know. How do they even animate that shit? It's, that's something else. Oh, no. But anyway, let's talk about this garbage movie. <laughs> no more procrastinating. Let's get into it. Let's get some context. So, Dragon Ball Evolution came out in theaters in like April 2009. It was directed by James Wong. So, Andy, now you know who to blame. James Wong. <laughs> um, this really depressed me. It was produced by Stephen Chow. And I love Stephen Chow. You know, the guy who did uh, Kung Fu Hustle, Shaolin Soccer, The Mermaid. He's done top quality caliber work. And I'm really sad that he's his name is on this project. Um, you also had Akira Toriyama producing, and he got horribly burnt on the project. Uh, according to some interviews that he did for, I think, the promotion for... It was either um, Resurrection F or Battle of the Gods, but he was saying how like no one on the team was really listening to his advice or his concerns, and he's he's the, he's the godfather. He's the, he's, he's the main man, and they're like, ah, oh, screw you. So, um, Screenplay, it was based on Ben Ramsey, and this is a Good fun fact to know. He actually publicly apologized for ever working in such a horrible script. So <laughs> I don't think he's forgiven, but at least he owned up. Actors, you got Justin Chatwin as Son Goku, Emmy Rossum as Bulma, Jamie Chung as Chi Chi, Chuyun Fat, famous for many martial art movies like Iron Monkey and Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon as Master Roshi, and James Marsters of Buffy and Angel Fame. Um, as King Piccolo. So that's the cast, and let's get down to the nitty-gritty of this trash, trash, wonderful masterpiece of trash movie. I'm I'm very happy that they told the unknown story of Goku going to high school and being <laughs> Peter Parker. Um. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the same exact reaction. It's just, it's Go- so Goku as Peter Parker, and I don't understand why he's so hated. By and actually, who the hell is Fuller and his cronies, and what did he do to them? Or, or they're just ma- monster jerks. I, I also want to know how long bullies. it takes him to do his hair. I would love, I would love to know this. I think it's just maybe it's like a natural bed hair kind of thing, and you know, just he just, just kind of wakes up and like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, it becomes a signature trademark. I think they were all jealous of his like sick ass orange and blue hoodie, which I actually <laughs> wanted. I was like, I was like, that's a pretty nice, like, it looked very high quality fabric, you know? That's probably the only nice thing about this movie. That's the probably the best piece of costume design ever, because Goku's actual gi in this movie is just really weird. Like, he has, like, blue, blue, like, bell-bottom-esque, like, it's like, it's like a mix between, like, gi pants and bell-bottoms. I I did not understand what was going on. Can we really quickly just... Go ahead. Why? Go ahead. Why did fucking Goku get Junko jeans as his? Like, <laughs> as his <laughs> what is up with that? Why are they so big? 
it's so baggy. I mean, someone could just like step on the hem of the. You're supposed to tuck it into your boots, you. like Goku in the the cartoon. I mean, apparently, um, Justin Chatwin didn't get that memo. So, can we just talk about how he like fucked up six high school kids? That's with, when he with no problem. That's when he stopped giving a fuck. He was He's just like, like, I ain't going to fucking school no more. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> he broke a the dude's boys like trashed arm. Their own car. Fucked, yeah, fucked over all of their cars. He, that's real money you need to pay now. The fuck? That's a lawsuit. That's like twelve lawsuits. Seriously, and Goku, Goku's like a. He was a real jerk about it. Like he was just showing off his moves. He was doing. Did you see that move where he slid across the hood of the car on his head, and yeah. then it just did like a, a kickflip into a backflip or something like that? I mean, to be fair, those kids were like. Giant assholes. For kind of Super no reason. Assholes. So I, I feel like they deserve it. I guess, but I feel like Goku wouldn't fuck them up and then fuck up their car, break their body parts. Mind you, this isn't like humans that know how to fight. These are just like regular teen teenage assholes. Farmer with a, with a shotgun status. Power so level like, five. Like, the fuck, Goku? The fuck? Well, technically, he didn't land a, a, a finger on them. He kind of just dodged them, and they just hurt themselves in the process. Yeah, kind of fucked themselves guess. up. I guess. I, I guess. That, I guess I'll hold up in court. My um, one issue is that how come when he's fighting against his grandpa Gohan on those tight wires, those tight ropes, and he's like, oh, oh, grandpa Gohan, how you, how you did all those key blasts, right? And then later, he just throws open all lockers, like, fuck that. I'm key master now. <laughs> And he just opened up all lockers. And, and I was wondering about that. Like he he was having a lot of trouble trying to like blow like a tree over. And and then and then all of a sudden when Chi Chi's trying to open up her locker, she's cause she was late and her paper, she like flung it open. So I'm thinking it's sort of like Harry Potter, where like if you have like a really like your emo- it's magic's tied to your emotions. So if you if you're like emotionally charged, you do magic by accident. He was like, "I got the power of puberty and hormones <laughs> and, <laughs> at my side. I'll take this key and master it." And then that's how he introduced himself. It's like ho- hormones is a real emotion, right? I mean, <laughs> all right. So I feel like it wasn't key in this movie. I feel like it was airbending. Oh, you mean it a- really Avatar, was. The, the last airbending? Yeah, like here? it was Tai Chi. He was uh he was totally Ong. We're not gonna give him the satisfaction of being Ang, because Ang's fucking cool. But we'll give him the satisfaction of being Ong. Uh, the, <laughs> the other main character from the second most shittiest movie in this earth. <laughs> and the fact that like Master Roshi was like, well, I have to teach you the ways of airbending and like the other elements like earth and fire and like uh, what? I was like, is he the avatar? <laughs> like did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> The poses and like the the stances and the entire base of a martial arts here is just like you gotta use tai chi, control your breathing, control your key, and then channel it. And and then uh, apparently the kamehameha can heal people, so that was new. <laughs> it's like a fucking defibrillator. Last last I knew, and and I'm obviously wrong because this movie taught me otherwise. But Goku learned the kamehameha by watching Roshi do it once. Yes, mm-hmm. but in this movie, that is not how it happened. No, he he needed Chi Chi to give him that nice little pep talk. 
Exactly. Again, the power of puberty and hormones is like, hey, I can get the first base if I use all these Kamehameha's on these, on these candles. Done. He does it. He does it like the third try. But wait, let's rewind it and let's talk real fast about Grandpa Gohan's ingrained xenophobia for like the, the Mechian people. When he taught, basically when, Go, when Goku's in school and they ask him what he knows about the Eclipse and he's like, well, I know the Mechians are like an evil race coming to enslave everybody. Like, what the fuck, Grandpa Gohan? You don't know shit about what the, these are a peaceful people. Yeah, they're mad peaceful. The only asshole is Piccolo. Yeah, how does Grandpa Gohan have any pretense to this? I mean, this happened 2,000 years ago and it's, and, I mean, I guess, I guess when he learned martial arts with Sifu Norris, aka Ernie Hudson, the the fourth Ghostbuster, you know, <laughs> which which took me took took me aback. A if lot. you like, if you could bust ghosts, you could bust ass in, in fucking karate tournaments. I guess so, but I I don't have I don't know why Gohan would have any reason to hate Namekians. I mean, he's basing it all on just Piccolo. Stupid prophecies. It's ridiculous. Um, also, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is literally no fucking point for the whole high school subplot. No. Like, there was no, no point in no. that at all, whatsoever. It was, it was a way to introduce Chi-Chi and to show Goku trying to be a badass, but being kind of a dick at the same time. But um, Goku's entire thing... Against Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man pretty much. Right down, wait, right down to his Uncle Ben moment where Grandpa Gohan, like, eats it yeah. in the house because, because he went away on, to, to go to a party with, with the, with the ladies instead of staying with his poor old Grandpa Gohan. On his birthday, on both their birthdays, no less. What a jerk. God. Asshole. Can we talk really quickly about where Roshi lives? Where does he live? Yeah, they're so inconsistent. Okay, one is like he's like living. He lives in the middle of nowhere. But then Goku can get to school by biking, and then after Chichi's party, he ran all the way back home. And then a, a one different shot. It seems like oh, it was it was a shot when Piccolo invades the house, and it seemed like it was like a, a regular suburban neighborhood, but it was really darkly lit. And I I swear Gohan's. Well, Go- Gohan's house changes four different times, and then Master Roshi, he's in the he, the Kami house is in the middle of the city. It's like this little tiny island, a little brownstone so in the middle of like like a pit or something. What the fuck? It's it's like the pit from Park and Recreation, and then he just decided to <laughs> walk in, set up shop, and it's like I I why there was no there was no turtle friend hanging out with him either. You missed yeah. the turtle friend. Mr. Turtle's the shit. He's the one who took all the hits when when Goku trying to learn a new move. Like, oh, Mr. Turtle, let me let me try this Kamehameha on you. You're like, okay, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> that is how he sounds. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I will give this movie some credit. They kept the name of the Mafuba. They didn't call it like the Demon Demon Death Flash or whatever the fuck they call in the dub. But 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 Bulma called the Dragon Ball a Prometheum Orb, so that's a, that's a that's a minus I, one. I don't know where she got that name from, and they never ever use it again. And Goku doesn't even acknowledge that she said it. Like when it's like when your friend says something wrong that you know is wrong, but you don't want to like say shit to them to their face, so you just let it go. Do, do you guys think that she like accidentally fucked up the line, and they were like, "We don't have time. Just keep going." I just it's possible. Uh, I feel like anything's possible with this movie. It really is. 
Am I wait? Uh, am I kind of wrong in the fact that I I actually really like Bulma's character in this movie? One, it was radically different, but it made me wonder, like an alternate, like like Universe Six, Universe Five, whatever. What if there really was a Bulma? who works for, like, a Shinra corporation. She's, like, a Turk. She's really badass. She knows how to use firearms. And I I, I would love to see that in the anime. And I thought, I mean, like, the actress wasn't that good, but I liked the idea of, like, a really hardcore badass. Well, I feel like Bulma in the beginning, Bulma in the beginning of Dragon Ball was kind of badass. Yeah, she um, had, like, the motorcycles. She, she had, became, like, like the, the damsel in distress a little bit after Yamcha kind of joined the crew. Yeah, and I mean, then Goku had to like save her butt right in the beginning, but I mean, she had like guns. She wasn't afraid to like yeah. pop a fool in the face. She like shot Goku in the she head ran for no over. fucking reason. She ran his ass so, over, which I it really pissed me off. Where Goku got run over by that car in the beginning of the movie, and it wasn't Bulma. I was really expecting it to be Bulma that got out of that car and find out that she went to high school also, and it was one of the bullies, which is absolute garbage. Fun, another fun fact. Em- Emily Rosam, the 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 actor who plays Bulma, actually became a weapons expert for this movie. She trained with Marines for several really for several weeks, so she become a weapons expert. That's fucking crazy. Just to play Bulma in this movie, that's pretty badass. Yeah, so she's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I like Bulma. I like her character in this movie. Like one of the one of the slight good things I could say about this. And I personally, I think. Like, if we're going to talk about recutting this movie to make it a lot better, you could have cut out all the high school shit. Cut out Chi-Chi entirely, because clearly they don't care about fucking Dragon Ball continuity, period, right? And then make Bulma Goku's romantic interest. Fuck it, who cares? They're not making a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) The the Chi-Chi stuff just seems so out of place. Yeah. She was literally there to be the romantic interest, and then she gets... She like oh for one thing what the hell is up with this my this my knockoff the worst my or the like worth the worst my like I like it, it's ruining everything I love about my they made her like mystique or something and she could like transform into like evil versions of of the other characters or something and they never name her she has like no lines she's just like Piccolo's like lackey. Yeah, like nameless lackey who only I was like, this is my, isn't it? Only because I had no frame of reference of who else this character could be. And then yeah, in the credits it says that she's my, which is ridiculous. But the reason why I mentioned my is because like her and Chi Chi have a fight, and then Chi Chi gets like knocked out, and then she's gone for the rest of the film. They have they never mention her again until the end of the film. It's like you could have just not. The movie would have been fine without Chi Chi, but no, you got to inject a romance. Because Hollywood. I mean, again, like Stan said, they could have just cut out Chi-Chi's character completely and added Bulma as the romantic interest. Yeah. How did you guys feel about the Yamcha? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, well, Yamcha here, he's played by, I think it's like a K-pop star. I think it's, uh, what's his name? Um, June Park. June Park. It's weird because I don't think they... Well, for one, this is a Yamcha who doesn't fight at all, which made me really sad. Yeah. Uh, and two, he was like a weird, like a, we- a really weird take on like a surfer bro persona. He, he, would, he would say shit like, I guess it was meant to be, I saw that on daytime television. And he would just address like Master Roshi as bro, and <laughs> which is really jarring. Yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, in this film, Master Roshi is played by Trina Fett. 
and one of his greatest films or greatest claim to fame is uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And in that movie, there's this one character who he's also a thief. Um, let me look him up. But he had a prominent arc. He ambushed Sang Ziyi's carriage and they had a romance in the desert. And that guy, that guy, if they could remake a new Dragon Ball movie, he's a desert bandit named Lo, played by Cheng Chen. I think that guy would be the perfect Jancha. Because what he's really charismatic, he has the whole bandit, he can sell the whole bandit perspective, he can really fight really well. I think he would be a perfect Yamcha. But this guy, this surfer bro Yamcha, just gave me heartburn. <laughs> uh, remember how there's no Krillin in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> remember how he's just not there? Yeah, that's sad. See, that was my biggest problem, that they threw in Yamcha... And Chi-Chi before Krillin. And Krillin is introduced a little after Roshi is first introduced when Goku starts training with Roshi proper. Well, yeah, because Krillin's originally training with yeah, Roshi. Yeah, so I don't know why they didn't pop Krillin in there. As like, so it, They had a perfect in for it, too, because Roshi's like living alone. He'd be great if like he was roomies with like Krillin. And they were just like these sleaze balls, and then Krillin gets pissed off because Goku comes in all like clean cut, like Boy Scout trying to learn from the Roche, you know, and like cutting into Krillin's like bro time with his master, you know. Also, how about those like weird putty putty monsters in the in the lava level? In yeah, the lava level. <laughs> so we, uh, they're the Mickey and putties, and they were extracted. From Piccolo's blood. So, so what really happened was during the writing of this movie, um, the writer was also watching Power Rangers and was like, those fucking putty monsters are fucking cool. I want to use them in my movie. Oh, but this is a Dragon Ball Z movie. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. And I, I do like Goku's Mortal Kombat-esque way of building a bridge by just throwing the bodies <laughs> into the lava as stepping stones and just, like, tearing them to pieces. And then that's pretty goddamn brutal, Goku. Like, and, wow. And no one batted an eye and Master Roshi's like, that's ingenious. <laughs> yeah, what a great idea. These aren't really people anyway. <laughs> um, where, where, where did... Piccolo get that blimp. Where did he come from? Like, do you think he has a license to fly that? <laughs> Who's flying that thing? It's just him, and he's on the how deck. How did he get out of the ceiling jar? Yeah, they never explain how he came. Like, oh, we thought we put you away, and he's like, I got better, and he's just he's just <laughs> there. Where do you? How do he come? How do you get out of there? How do you find my? How do you get a, his his like fucking rocket blimp thing? What? What the fuck what, is going on? Was Emperor Pilaf like secretly bankrolling this entire offshore operation? So that's how they have like the airship and and Pilaf's like, oh my, just go hang out with Piccolo for a bit and uh, yeah, you know, wish me something cool with the Dragon Balls. And Piccolo's like, Piccolo then betrays Pilaf and then my Piccolo like fall in love. And that's why Mai's loyal to Piccolo and I I just I don't know, I don't know what's going. How did wait? Am I missing something? Because how the fuck did Piccolo know where to find all the Dragon Balls? Well, I mean, he didn't have a dragon radar, but he could still sense them how, somehow. Oh, um, okay. I think the whole thing, the whole thing was probably on um, some real shit. Was probably like he was Namekian, so he had the like Namekian intuition oh, the or some shit. Sense of yeah. like the Dragon Balls because yeah, like he whatever. 
Speak of the Dragon Balls, I have some several questions. One, why the hell did Bulma think DBE was a clever name to call the Dragon Radar? It's stupid. And two, <laughs> why did the Dragon Balls, like, why did they have, like, psychic influence and weren't, like, the Palantirs from from Lord of the Rings? Because every time, like, Goku picked up one, he get, he, get, he gets, like, a vision. And it's like, that's not how Dragon Balls worked. What are you doing? This is stupid. This is all wrong. I feel like this writer, again, was just watching a bunch of different shit while writing this script and like, yeah, I'm going to write that into my movie too. So we got Spider-Man, we got Power Rangers, we got some Lord of the Rings, because, you know, you got like some volcanic Mount Doom We clearly got on. Mortal Kombat with the- Mortal the Kombat, whole- that's right. Um, so I'm on IMDb and I find I found the quotes section <laughs> of IMDb. You know how they usually take the most memorable quotes. Oh. Um, there's only nine of them, um, so I'm gonna read them. The first one is from Master Roshi, and he says, "In an ancient time, Earth was nearly destroyed, not by man, but by gods from the sky." Then he then the next quote is Master Roshi again. <laughs> Seven mystics banded together to fight the invaders. They created the Dragon Balls. I didn't know that. I guess I missed that part of the plot. Master Roshi, again. Now the signs have appeared again. The evil has returned. Only one chosen warrior has the power to defeat this threat. Three of the nine quotes are just Master Roshi recounting the plot to this movie. Um, it's all from the voiceover crawl. <laughs> Lord Piccolo. All right. He says, with this Dragon Ball, I take my vengeance upon the earth. <laughs> Next. Goku, he says, we have to find the Dragon Balls before the Eclipse. (laughs) Next, also Goku, uh, and we can all probably agree that this is the best quote from the entire movie. Um, He says, Kamehameha. Next, (laughs) (laughs) Um, next quote, Goku says, I'm not ready for this. Master Roshi says, you're the only one who can do it. <laughs> no one else gives so a fuck. So suck it up. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one else is going to do this movie. Um, Bulma says, let's go. Goku says, we'll go, but we go together. And finally, Goku, after Bulma's briefcase, briefcase turns into a motorcycle. Cool. Cool. <laughs> there you go. Cool. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I think we should backtrack because I think maybe people who are listening to this might not have seen dragon ball evolution so so. they're doing it wrong they need this is the companion piece this is like this is like the companion this is the app that you have running like the what the fuck is that thing called the second screen experience is this podcast I was just okay. You know what? Just screw it. We're gonna go through. Uh, we're gonna go into the third act. This just, <laughs> wait, this... what about the second? Wait, what happened in the second act? What did oh, they do? Okay, so the first, the first act is like Peter Parker, Goku, right? Spider Man like, origin story. Getting, getting his legs and getting and, and like training, and then and then Go Piccolo showing up, killing Gohan, getting his Uncle Ben moment. Gohan sends Goku to find Master Roshi. So on the way, he meets Bulma, and they team up together. And they find Master Roshi in this giant city pit in the middle of like some like I don't know, like New York City or like Neo Tokyo or something. Um, so then 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 they team up. Roshi starts training Goku, and through the power of puberty, Goku learns how to use the Kamehameha <laughs> wave with the help of Chi Chi. Now they have to do this all in seven days, including training and finding the seven Dragon Balls before the eclipse happens, because that 
at that point, Piccolo will return, summon Shenlong, and also Uzaru, uh, who's Piccolo's disciple for some reason, will come out of the moon and destroy the world. Now, wait, I, I'm I'm really happy for them because it was super convenient that all the Dragon Balls just happened to be so close together that they didn't have to actually do any legwork like they did in the series, finding the Dragon Balls, which is supposed to spread across the planet. But nah. This is all within, like, driving distance. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they literally had seven days to drive around the city and find Dragon Balls. I mean, they could have done it sooner because of that one scene where Yamcha trapped them in the hole. And Master Roshi the entire time could have jumped up and, like, knocked out Yamcha. But they waited till nightfall and waste precious time. So Chunyun Fat could be Captain Exposition and explain why they're doing this in the first place. And then it's like, oh, well, now it's nighttime. Now I'm going to get the, the drill and find the Dragon Ball in this cave. I mean, he needs a nice little break, you know? A little pit break every now and then, you know? Like, he lives in the pit. He felt right at home. No rush. Separation anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a rush. The fucking world is in danger. But no, let's take a really quick nap. So, yeah. So the second act, I guess, is Yamcha. They're meeting up with Yamcha. And then they... Oh, and then Mai. Mai ambushes them and gets the next Dragon Ball. Uh, Then they go to a temple where Roshi and co... Or, well, actually, Roshi meets up with his former teacher, Sifu Norris, a.k.a. Ernie Hudson. And I was so baffled. I was like, one, Ernie Hudson, what are you doing in this movie? And two, why why is it Sifu Norris? Is that a reference to Chuck Norris? Why not keep the original name of his master? I think it was like Mutato, like Master Mutato or something like that. And at, at the same time, Goku's going through his training montage of learning how to bend key and airbend and shoot Kamehameha's. This, this is when Mai, disguised as Chi-Chi, who... Previously acquired her blood through a martial arts tournament to <laughs> then activate her mystique transformation powers, then steals the Dragon Balls, and then Goku knocks knocks the real Chi-Chi out, and then fake Chi-Chi Mai runs off, and then this sets up the third act where Piccolo's gonna set up or summon the Dragon Balls and bring back Uzaru. So that was the second act. I was just really confused. I get like we said. Like the geography of this world, like like at one moment they're in a city, the next place they're in a barren desert, and the next they're at a volcano. It's like okay, well, I maybe they just live on one continent. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Did they, did they ever? Ex- I know they didn't, but I'm just gonna ask for for fun. Um, did they ever explain like why Piccolo was doing any of the shit that he was doing and why he wanted to get a- anything done? Like, nope. Nope. Alright, no. just, well, just checking in. He was in. just really mad about being trapped in a tiny <laughs> jar for 2,000 years. I mean, <laughs> he wouldn't have been trapped in the tiny jar if he wasn't being an asshole 10,000 years ago, so... Yeah, but why did he do... Why? Cause, we don't know. Because Namekians are inherently bad in this, this version of uh, the events of So, Dragon now my question is, Ozaru's obviously the great ape, mm. so... Why didn't they just do the whole full full moon shit to to summon the great ape? I don't know. I, I guess they want to build dramatic effects. Apparently, like Ozaru lived in the moon? Question mark? No, well, well, plot twist. Goku was Ozaru the whole time. Whoa. Uh, so, so when the eclipse happens, Pickle's like, 
no, you're, it's like a Vader moment. It's like, Uzaru, like, what? Uzaru, he, you're Uzaru. I was like, and Goku has his, like, like uh, Justin, what's his name? Justin Chatwick, or I don't know his name. Goku. He had, <laughs> he, he puts on the worst shocked impression I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 not like this. And then and Pickle's like, yes, rise, Uzaru, become my my puppet. And then it this this is the crappiest Uzaru Make my monster grow. thing ever. It it wasn't it didn't even turn into like a hundred foot tall ape. This is the smallest the smallest Ozaru in existence. He's just a little he's like a little guy. It was it was baby Ozaru. Yeah. It was like a werewolf Uzaru. It was really bad, but it also sets up the moral of the story. And what does that stand? You got to have faith in yourself. That's how you beat everything. You got to believe, just like Prappa said. <laughs> got to believe in the person that you are. Your your yin and your yang. Your light side and your dark side. And or and then and, yeah, and that's how Goku overpowers or overcomes his Uzaru form. It's like yeah, wait. So- he awakens in his Ozaro form and he turns back to human. Is so? Does that mean that this at this point the his well for one his hair gets messier when he goes back and he reverts <laughs> back to his human side. Does that mean that he's Super Saiyan four? Did he skip one, two, and three and went straight to Super Saiyan four? Well, where's the purple fur on his body? Underneath his gi, of course. Where's his red eyeliner? Listen, his hair got messier. That's Super Saiyan four, all right? <laughs> it's messier. That's it. There's more of it. It's to the side now. Uh, Super Saiyan Four. And then, and then he 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 attained through like Zen Buddhist mysticism and and um, religious religious uh, ideologies, and he 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 becomes one, or even even like Taoism. You know, he he like he becomes. He he operates in the space between mind and no mind, and between light and dark, and and by accepting both halves of himself, he like attains greater power, and, and then he he takes out Piccolo in a really anti climatic battle. It was just like it was a game of dodgeball with key blast, and it was just and it was poorly CGI. Just saying, yeah, very. And I was confused, like the final Kamehameha battle. It wasn't even like like the classic like beam clashing. It was like. <laughs> to me, it was it was more like Goku was throwing a Rasengan because he he like he like jumped in the air. The Kamehameha ball it like never left his hand, and he just kind of like slapped Piccolo with the ball. <laughs> so it seemed like a Rasengan. It's like I don't know. Maybe maybe the writer was watching Naruto, and it's like, hey, this is great. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Goku goes from being an awkward high school kid to like a Zen master. With ultimate power in seven days, I want to get on his training program because that's remarkable results. I mean, realistically, he went from awkward teenager to awkward Zen master. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to the to the beam struggle at the end. There, I I think they weren't sure whether they wanted to go beam struggle or they wanted to do the original Piccolo King Piccolo death, which was basically Dragon Fist through his chest. And so they just like ah fuck it, have him do a Kamehameha while jumping at him, put it right in his face because that's how that works. <laughs> Jump right through his key blast and you key blast his face. Now, guys, what do you think a a proper sequel for this movie would be well, if for- they ever made one? Well, we have to reference the post-credit scene that well, happened. We, no, we can't get there yet. We gotta talk about baby, Sh- baby Shenron. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 the smallest yes. Shenron. So we got the smallest Ozaru. 
Now we got the small. It was puny. It was so. I was so disappointed. Like I was expecting the sky to go black, and then Shenron, who's like a like a thousand miles long, and but no, it's just like just an itty bitty dragon. He's he like shows up like a like a fucking like a tadpole, like a little guppy. Like here I am. He didn't even he didn't even have any lines. Like how do you not have this whole his whole gist is that he fucking talks to you and he asks you point blank like what the fuck do you want? He's just like and he's very impatient. <laughs> Like make my and, make your wish and put me back to rest. But uh, yeah, this 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 tadpole fucking thing was just like, yeah, yeah. So the, all right. So earlier, before before this classic beam struggle here, um, Goku as Ozaro basically chokes at Roshi, just like ends like ends him right in the dirt, and just like <laughs> fucking Dark Knight returns, just like gets him in the mud and just like chokes him out. Right. And what's what's with this film where people refuse medical attention? Gohan is like, no, it's too late. I was like, <laughs> Go, they could have saved Gohan. And then with Master Roshi, like he's like he's like, no, it's too late. I'm like, Roshi, you, you're okay. You you may have some broken bones, some internal bleeding, but we can save you. And Roshi's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. There's something to be said about the fact that Gohan probably just wanted to die. Like he was over it. He was over trying to raise this fucking dumbass boy. He was like, he skipped out on my birthday. Fuck this guy. Like what? Like honestly though, if you look at Gohan when when Goku like found him, he's all right. Like there's nothing. There's no broken bones. There's no blood. It's like he he fell on his butt. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm checking oh, out. Speaking of Gohan finding Goku, like they retconned that where he didn't come in his well, like, well, he they were explaining. I, I don't know if it was he or Piccolo was explaining Goku's origins where he came. He came in riding on a meteorite, and then Gohan found him. And but Gohan somehow knew that when he turned eighteen, he would turn into Uzaru. So, uh, well, one uh, Piccolo still was still sealed in the Mafuba. So how did he know that Goku would would, would come back unless it's all Unless it's like karma and going back to to like Buddhist and Hindu religious uh, do- doctrine, where like this all happened before, it all happened again, so like there's like a circular cycle of karma that's happening over and over. So, but or, I don't know. Or prophecy? Question mark. I don't know. I don't know. All Gohan had to do was take a rocket, smash Baby Goku in the head, and <laughs> none, none of this would have ever happened. Um. Yeah, <laughs> he could have done that. Um, yeah, like so. Is am I supposed to understand the fact that Goku is a reincarnation of Ozaro? Because the timelines definitely don't match unless Gohan's and and Goku low key a thousand years old. Because it doesn't make any sense. How is he Ozaro? Like, Ozaro didn't really die. He, like in the voiceover, he said like, "Well, as soon as Piccolo got sealed away, like Ozaro just like disappeared. He like dipped." Did he- he dipped. I don't know. He, he went back to the moon. That, that's what he yeah. did. Um, all right. So, but anyway, the reason why I brought that up is because when they finally get the chance, the heroes of the story get the chance to finally make their big, important wish. Um, they don't wish for everyone who's been killed by a piccolo to come back to life. They just wish for Roshi to come back. That's it. Not- <laughs> This is true. Like he he nuked an entire village. Yeah, he basically. And my my uh, my alone killed everyone. You know, like trying to steal the Dragon Balls. Yeah, and all those people dead at the Capsule Corp and shit. And they just like no, uh-uh. just Roche. Just Roche. Just just my boy Roche. 
And Piccolo did irreparable damage to the environment. He he evapor he vaporized an entire ocean just to get a Dragon Ball. You my, know. My question is, where was all that power in the final battle? If he's got like city laying fucking key and shit. Uh, so Piccolo decided that there was it was no match against Goku, so he might as well just fight him in his regular base ass form. I guess so. Mm. No, 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 Piccolo, he was like, shit, Goku's using the power of faith, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. <laughs> so, so Goku beats him up and Piccolo decides to take a nice little nap in his bed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, wait, who is that lady? Is that like Mai in disguise doing mystique things and taking care of Piccolo while he's taking a nap and all tucked in? Chris, we already know that this movie does not explain anything. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, is that is that supposed to be Piccolo Jr. in that bet? Well, anyway, so I, mid mid credits, once you think everything is done, everything's happy. Um, you see this woman like making tea or something in this like nice little house or cottage or whatever, and she walks through the hallway, and there's like this man. I, there's a figure laying in bed, and they pull back the covers, and it's just Piccolo just in bed. <laughs> Probably fully clothed <laughs> with his, like, gi and shit, like, just in bed. And it's like, is that supposed to be Piccolo Jr.? Did, like, Big Daddy Piccolo get a little boo-boo? He got laid in bed for, like, an hour. Like, what? Like, who found his body? Who brought him to bed? Like, who is this woman? Did did Mike get killed? I don't remember. Yeah, I think she got killed. We probably would have gotten those answers if this shitty movie got a sequel. What would have happened in the sequel? Saiyans. Oh, yeah, Sans. I think, like, Piccolo was putting out, like, personal ads on, like, fucking Tinder or something. And then just, like, <laughs> like swipe right to come, like, give me some tea or something. <laughs> and people were like, oh, i never been with a green man before. And so... <laughs> can you imagine, like, Piccolo, like, all green, like... You know he's jacked, right? Like, because if you look at his gi, it's, like, that, like, almost batman and robin suit like that joe Schum- schumacher suit he's always missing his the nipples i wouldn't like, even i wouldn't even call that gi yeah well like from the pants he's it's gi no nah, his upper like, body is like under armor yeah it's pretty much hard. and it's cut. i thought i thought it was like a knockoff armor or a knockoff costume from uh what's his name general zod from the from the, the superman movie Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like if you look at him, he's he's pretty cut. So I can picture like no armor, right? Just like that six pack, like him in a bathroom mirror, just like taking a selfie for Tinder, <laughs> just like all cut, like that same mean mugging ass face too. Hold on, yeah, show Chris. Oh, that's, oh my that's his mirror. Tinder profile picture. I swipe right on Piccolo. Chase Masters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Um. So what do you think would have happened in the sequel? Oh well, one if we're gonna keep the Peter Parker Spider Man allegory going. So at the end of the movie, Goku and Chi Chi they finally kiss. They have a relationship, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have a friendly rivalry and kick each other's asses." And that's the end. That's the end shot where they're kicking midair, and it goes to like a really shitty like Matrix bullet time effect thing, and it cuts to black. But so and so they're so they're, they're a relationship, but then Goku's like. Well, I can't be with you because I have to save the world and I can't have both. And then he loses his powers because 
He's back Spider-Man. Out. And yeah. we, we, we got to follow the Sam Raimi, the Sam Raimi plot arc T by T. So Goku loses his powers and Chi-Chi's like, well, okay. And Chi-Chi leaves him and he has to find a way to get his powers back. And then, and then the Saiyans come. Well, and since this is, since this is Dragon Ball Evolution 2, Goku wants to be the savior of the universe, but he doesn't want to be the savior of the universe, but there's never going to be a savior of the universe. So he'll, he'll settle for the savior of the universe. <laughs> Um, because that's what Spider-Man did in Spider-Man 2. Pretty much. He like quit and then he was like, nah, I'm gonna come back because there is no Spider-Man. So, There's no so MCU that's... yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So the movie, bef- before it cuts the credits, it, it ends on Goku and Chi-Chi like kicking at each other, right? Mm-hmm. So like I, pre- I appreciate the Rocky 3 ending where it just freeze frames <laughs> on, on that last hit. And I appreciate them setting up a world where like Chi-Chi can stand like on equal footing and goku and kick his ass because i would love that yeah um so i this is what i think the sequel to dragon ball evolution would have been piccolo gets out of the bed right nap time's over what's been going on while he's been napping in bed is that goku and chi chi have been training for the world martial arts tournament that everyone was training for like in that ditch or wherever the fuck they went yeah the the to the tosan tournament yeah whatever it's called so they 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 go to the tournament and then Piccolo enters the tournament to kick Goku's ass, just like the anime, right? But shit goes south during that tournament, and Goku's brother, Raditz, comes down, and he's like, oh, you're a Saiyan, Harry. And then and so, like, shit goes crazy. <laughs> and and Goku and Piccolo have to put aside their heated rivalry, rivalry for a moment because P- Piccolo understands that, like, if Raditz destroys the planet, there's no planet to rule. So he's got to push it aside. They make the, this shaky truce to fight Raditz, and there's your sequel, DBE two, and then by the end, of, by the end of the movie, you're like, I kind of like that Piccolo boy, and then so they they keep him around as the hero, and then DBE three, um, Vegeta, Goku comes back from the dead to fight Vegeta and Nappa, but who's fighting against Vegeta and Nappa while Goku's like dead and coming back? Well, to of life? course, you gotta have you got Ma- Masaroshi. You got Super Bro Yamcha. Yeah, you got you got Boma with like mad guns. I guess by now they would introduce Krillin. I don't know. Krillin about will that. be introduced in the tournament. Oh or- yeah, there you go, tournament. Um, uh, so so you'd have Krillin. Um, we might have to cast Krillin because we don't have him yet. Um, then we would have the, the high school boys coming back for their second uh, revenge on Goku, but they got they get beat up in the in the. I mean, so like they showed up in the tournament, in the second movie. We're already going to the trilogy. And they got their asses beat in the preliminaries as, like, a, a comedic little joke. Like, haha, they're back. Kick, kick their asses. Um, then they come back, recruited by Raditz as the Cybermen. And okay. they, they blow up Yamcha. So. <laughs> no, but. I'm going to well, name. Well, I'm going to have go- Listen, so look. The third movie, right? Just like every third movie has to have way too many villains in it. <laughs> <laughs> so in the the first ten minutes is gonna be the Vegeta fight. Act two, Ginyu. Act three, Frieza. <laughs> post credit post credit sequence, Cell Games. So so I'm just gonna. But like no, slap. it's not. It's not. I'm telling you this right now. It's not gonna be the Cell Games where where it's Team Gohan. It's gonna be Goku and Chi Chi, and Chi Chi's got Baby Gohan in like the. The baby Bjorn like fucking sling, like hold my baby, <laughs> and then they 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 like do the Mortal Kombat ending. We're like, Hah! and then they're like, oh, so. But there's no four. That's it. They they expect <laughs> you to fill in the blanks. 
So number two, number two is getting a subtitle. It's going to be called DBE2. The boys are back in town. <laughs> but wait, I have um, I have a subtitle for DBE3. It's straight out of Namek. Guys, we're right in this movie. Yes. Uh, um, do you want to wrap up this year? Yeah. <laughs> you want to shut it down now? Any last words, Chris? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been almost an hour. So, man, this movie. Okay, I I'm just impressed at how bad it is. Like it's. I mean, you can make a bad. You, you can you can make unintentionally bad movies, and you can have movies that are have good actors, but you know they just had really bad material, bad directing. This movie is just bad all around. It's just really impressive like as, as if they tried to make it as bad as possible like if i this could have been like a parody movie like a really bad parody homage movie but it's it wasn't it was supposed to be like this blockbuster hit based on a beloved anime manga franchise that being said like i there are parts that where i did enjoy i love boma and i love the weird choices they made goku being peter parker or like changing it to some weird avatar of the last airbender proxy i mean uh, that that doesn't take it that doesn't save the movie but it's just it's just i'm just amazed by the casting the directorial the the world building choices like and it just made this abomination that i <laughs> really enjoyed watching <laughs> uh it's not it's not a good movie but i really enjoyed myself watching this movie um i think one of my, uh, the biggest pain that i have is like Chewy and Fat, I had, like, I love him, like, Crouching Tiger and Iron Monkey. My respect for him kind of got knocked two bars, because <laughs> it's like, one, why did you, why, based on your pedigree of films, why did you accept this movie? But on the other hand, he was chewing the scenery. I feel, I'm, I'm on, honestly, I feel like Roshi was probably the better part of this movie, just for, like, his comedic relief. He was definitely the most anime yeah, of yeah. Any of the he, was, he was the most anime. So if that if that Second makes you feel up. a little bit better, okay, like okay. at least he got he definitely one hundred percent got the best role in this movie. Mm. <laughs> We're just not saying much. You would think it would be Goku, but no. I feel like they tried to like like combine Goku and Gohan like of the Great Saiyan arc and like turn into one character. And it ended up being this weird mishmash of like Goku is supposed to be all about fighting, but it seems like this version of Goku is like very much reluctant to doing that part of his life, but he does it anyway. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just think it's straight up amazing how they can make a Dragon Ball movie and even fans are confused as fuck yeah. to what's going well, on. Like we know, we know like where all these pieces are supposed to fall and it's just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Nani. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. How oh, sh- are, are we gonna try to rate this, or is just <laughs> no, no? Let's let's say this. Um, what's a worst Dragon Ball movie you'd rather watch than this one? Bio Broly. You're going right right for the, the jugular, huh? Bio Broly. I would say Lord <laughs> Slug. I think Lord Slug is a much better incomprehensible evil in the Mechian movie. Because you know what? At least they beat him while whistling. I think <laughs> I would. I have to agree with Lord Slug. I mean, Bio Broly was pretty bad, but like you know, eighteen gets her. Oh wait, am I thinking of the right 
Yeah, you're thinking about the right one. Yeah, 18 gets her moment to shine. I love Android 18. Yeah, she's cool. (sighs) But Lord Lord Slug also had the the full Super Saiyan where his hair just gets messier. (laughs) So I think they they didn't try to adapt Dragon Ball. They tried to adapt Lord Slug. Mm. Minus the whistle. So that's what happened. That might have been the issue. Okay. Gonna have to go back and rewatch Lord Slug to confirm that. But we're gonna save that for next year. I have a question, guys. So we're seeing the beginnings of a second renaissance. Like, I mean, well, we you have like the comic book movies, like guys, going on over a decade already. Now you got like live action Death Note or the Netflix series or Netflix movie. I'm sorry. This was announced recently. Kishimoto, he was in talks with Hollywood to do a live action Naruto movie. Oh, oh, Ghost in the Shell, of course. So, do you think a Dragon Ball movie will ever be made? Like in the next like five years. I mean, it could happen. I mean, it's it's like a flagship anime title. Um, well, we had three garbage Star Wars movies, and then they decided to make better Star Wars movies. So we could have and same thing with superhero movies. We had a bunch of garbage superhero movies, and they yeah. decided, you know what? Let's let's revisit Spider Man. Let's revisit the Avengers, and yeah, everything worked out for them. So if Ghost in the Shell works out. I could see them like coming back to the well and doing. I mean, it it's right. obvious that they can do well um, anime movies because they did uh, Roni Kenshin, and Chris, you saw that. You said that it was really good. Yo, Roni Kenshin is like what? It's like the best like live action anime movie. Yeah, so I mean, if they could, ever. If they can make something like that, then why? Why the fuck can't you? I think- like. Technology's up there nowadays. We we can There's, fucking do this. We can people can write scripts that make fucking sense. I believe that it can be done and technology has evolved to a point where we could see like a convincing fucking key blast on screen. That being said, I actually would rather have Dragon Ball as a like Netflix series, like a mini series. Like 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 an Journey to the West, but you know, just in serialized form. Like I, an, that, an, that was right itself. An eight episode mini series. Goku's a kid, meets Bulma in episode one. We get introduced to Dragon Balls in the four star ball. Every single episode they get a new Dragon Ball while they're being pursued by the Pilaf gang. Could also um And then episode eight you end with summoning Shenron. You got all the balls. Could uh it could also run like the um, the Death Note live action TV show. It was like it was like the the the, the J drama show. Yeah, it was also like eight episodes, but like each episode was an hour and a half each. Mm-hmm. But it was like really good. Yeah. So it can it can be done. It could totally be done in any medium. You just need to to hire somebody who knows what they're doing and don't Hollywood it it up. I agree. They're basically just like, oh, let's get a romantic interest. Um, you know, kids they they like the Dragon Ball, so let's do that. Let's you know, they the kids they be in they be in the high school. Let's put them there, and let's name them all the familiar characters, and then they'll be happy. And no, we were not happy. I think a lot of studios is, uh, now they get it. Respect their source material. Treat the fans right and treat the material right, and you, you we've been seeing incredible stuff from Marvel and and CW. So and you know what? When you have someone like Akira Toriyama looking over your set and telling you this isn't how it should be done, maybe fucking listen. listen to him. Maybe listen. All right, let's end it here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. Um, upset for one year. 
Join us back next year. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, guys, we're going to be doing this every single year until we die. Or in this case, Andy revives us with the Dragon Balls. New Year's special. Oh, yeah. Holidays. Yeah, so, so next time we'll see you on Dragon Chat, it'll be 2017. And Super Nerd Pals, too. Yeah, and Super Nerd Pals. Next time we come back, it'll be sometime in early February. Or February? No. For February for Dragon Chat. Mid 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 January for Super Nerd Pals. Chris, you're forgetting that this is not a, a specifically Dragon Chat episode. I know, I know. I'm this sorry. This is the Super Nerd just... Pals family New Year's Eve special extravaganza. Well, I mean, the, for February, there's good news because the, the, the Universe Survival arc will start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it'll be great. And we're going to come back with, with all that, that fun, fancy stuff. But we got big plans for Super Nerd Pals going into January, Woo! which you should stay tuned for. And uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. See you in 2017. Later. Myself, I must be too. I must have faith in who I am. Human power has failed before. Amen! As it will.